0: And welcome back to Hey Look Listen. My name is Liam Sheehan and I'm joined here by Jonathan Marcy and Kevin O'Carroll. Welcome to the podcast, lads. Should I welcome you every time? Is that, is that a thing?
1: That'd be nice. I That'd think it's nice. appropriate, all right? Yeah.
0: Oh, cool. So It, it was a weird that I brought it up. so It was weird that I kind of asked if it was okay.
1: We just spent 25 minutes talking about it. Um, so that was pretty weird uh, before we hit record.
0: <laughs> I think I've, I think the main thing I've I noticed mean, is I've created an energy immediately. <laughs> yeah what do I need to
2: actually the
1: perfect a- the atmosphere in here is a constant.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> perfect we're doing the perfect uh, topic because we're getting all kumbaya my lord. and uh, I'm trying to think of like because we're doing co-op games so I'm trying to think of like, <laughs> <laughs> think of, like uh, kind of campfire songs like this little light of mine that's what isn't it yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah here I
0: am <laughs> no that's how, mass
1: <laughs> how many people do you, how many people do you still think are listening <laughs> how many how many people think you think turned off,
2: turned off Spotify? I can't put a number on it, but it's definitely fewer, isn't it? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I don't think we could do this if I don't know, I know we recorded forehand, so it doesn't make sense, but if there was like literally a number. See so these people who do live streams, they can see the amount of people like li- watching. I I, I just feel like if that number started dropping, I think I'd just cry. <laughs> don't think I have the fortitude. Like I'm just not not there. But um
2: yeah. So now'd be a good time to announce the Halo hey Clisten Twitch channel. <laughs> Twitch channel. <laughs> yeah. If you want to see
0: a grown man cry And just tune in We're doing co-op games today We're doing uh, multiplayer games where you have to play with your fellow man Uh, But before we get to that um, Let's talk about probably the single player games that we're playing at the moment And Jonathan, you can start us off
1: Oh, okay Um, Yeah, so I am playing two games right now One I've been texting you all about quite a bit um, and That is The Secret of Monkey Island um short it's it's just lovely it's just very kind of like it's like a warm blanket um i put on whenever i sit down to play you know uh no loud noises no one (laughs) shouting at me uh i can't (laughs) die or anything there's just no pressure involved and then you know that is occasionally replaced by long bouts of frustration um i'm like (laughs) i don't understand the logic behind these puzzles um but genuinely I'm, i'm really loving it um i just got to uh, the Underground Lair, like LeChuck's little hangout. Awesome. Um, it's t- I, I remember when I first said to... I think it was Liam Rowan, I think I said to I was going to go play it. And I was like, I'm just looking for something a bit shorter and a bit more straightforward. I wish I'd done a bit of Googling before I'd said that. Um, It's taken me way longer to get to this point than I thought. Well, the first um, time
0: you play a point click adventure game is long. Yeah. Then each, each time you replay it, it gets <laughs> quite exactly, quite yeah. a deal shorter, yeah. But it's a tricky game.
1: Like, it is genuinely... The first one
0: is, yeah. Are you... Did you get to LeChuck's ship? Uh,
1: no, I'm I'm not at the ship yet. I'm just I didn't know that was a thing. Um, I'm just like Oops. at his underground layer. We're like I've just gotten there. There's lots of lava, and I was about to explore it. I think um, I think you're about yeah. to deal
0: with what I thought, what young Liam thought was the most nefarious puzzle in that whole game. Actually. I was
2: I was just going to say it's probably my least favorite puzzle in the whole game as but well. But it's it oh, kind oh, of works. Yeah. It no, it's 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 not bad. I'm bad. <laughs> I'm, <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah. <laughs> to be fair, there hasn't been many that I've been like. They've really, well, they've definitely stumped me, but I haven't like, gotten upset or angry about them. It's just kind of like, oh, 1990, you know, it's kind of yeah, that more kind of yeah, feeling. Sure.
0: Genuine curiosity because like there's no wrong way to play any game. So I'm actually just saying if you were playing it and you gave the, the puzzle a college try and you just can't get it, are you using the hint system or are you looking up online? I think that'd be kind of, in like 2013, uh, what years? Oh <laughs> what my goodness. 2020, <laughs> in 2023, I think that would be kind of the ideal way to play one of these games, not for get sure. frustrated by it.
1: Yeah, I think it's it's one or the other. So um, the hint system is actually pretty good. Um, so I'm pl- I'm playing on Steam Deck. Um, it's a special edition. Um, like you tap X once, it gives you a very vague hint, something like you know, uh, you know, you're trying to get the bananas down off the tree. It's like you need to get those bananas off the tree. And I was like, okay, cool. And that that's actually quite helpful because I was like, didn't know that was the thing I needed at all. Um, you know, it's pointing me in the right direction. But then if you click X again, there's no in between here. So you press it a second time, it goes use the boulder up over here you yep. down, down top of that it knocks okay. down the, and you're kind of like oh okay that was that was too much now i've i've kind of, you know i've been told two or three different things to figure out um but like i don't know it depends on how you want to play it for me i wasn't i didn't want to play it as like a big challenging kind of adventure i've just always heard you guys talk about it in such a, a warm and fuzzy way i just wanted to experienced the story um in a way so it's, it's, it's been good I, I will say i think i texted you about this liam um i don't love the it's it's good i just don't love the the new art style um yeah, for the special do I. edition yeah and i don't yeah. do
0: want to poop on it because it is it is cool and a lot of work was put into this i never thought from different angles i never thought it captured the feeling of that original game in, in the way that the the old the old graphics does it's it's too too dramatically different than that style, but it is good but i would prefer to play it old every time personally me
2: yeah, yeah, I think I, I think I'm in the minority both on this podcast mm. and in the real world that I prefer the new art style. Yeah, mm. that's good. Cool. Um,
0: it's still good. It definitely has. Uh, yeah, it still it's has about a the 1990s MS DOSness of the of the old. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know the simplicity of it. acting. Yeah. The voice, acting is,
1: the voice mm. acting is top tier. Like the voice it's acting so is like I can imagine because you guys played when you were you know, younger, never knowing what these people sounded like. They, it feels like they've gotten the 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 personality of each. Character really really down. um Perfect. Like for example, the the two or are they called the the circus brothers? I can't remember their name.
0: Ficini brothers. Yeah,
1: they're fantastic. Like I met them, <laughs> I was like, I want to speak to them more. You know what I mean? um But it was really really fun. And then the other game I'm playing right now, I'm just gonna talk about it very very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, it's Football Manager 2023. Uh, I've brought Watford uh, from the Championship up to the Premier League, <laughs> and we're going for the Champions League. It means a lot to me. It means nothing to anyone else. um But yeah, that's, no, that's, your that's
0: enthusiasm means a lot to me.
2: I love it. I love it. I love it. Hmm. Yeah, we haven't spoken about this before, Marcy. But I had a serious football manager phase in my youth. I haven't played one in a while, but what? The hell oh man? yeah, man!
1: I feel like I learn something new about you every yeah. week.
2: I was ne- uh, never that into football, but oh boy, do I love maths! <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, If you love Excel spreadsheets, no, yeah, I, 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 love, I
2: just love optimizing and planning. Yeah.
1: And yeah. Well, it was the good like thing the is, perfect way to do it. The good thing is if you haven't played it for ten years, nothing's changed. So you could just jump straight that's, into it. That's the impression I got now, The, Gartner, right. the yeah.
0: Ronaldos have changed. That's true. There Does was a 10, different did,
1: there was a different Ronaldo back in my life. That's right. Yeah. I was, yeah. was, I was worried if the ten
0: year the ten-year thing would work for that joke. But no, he retired in
1: about two thousand and and said it's fine. It's okay. <laughs> it's good. I love it. Uh, what what are you guys playing?
2: Kev, Firewomen. So Marcy, I'll put it to you. What do you think is Liam's Favorite type of game? That's right, ones about dead Japanese teenagers. So I've been playing <laughs> Persona Four Golden. <laughs>
0: the way, two of you are both coming in with two I'm of my favorite jealous. games in this one.
2: And oh, buddy, it is so good. I knew it was going to be good. I've played a couple of the other ones. We spoke about them on an episode before. Um, and I just I like I knew Persona Four Golden was going to go like to the top of my list when I played it, and because of that, I've kind of put off playing it. Until I need it, I've kept it like, like a, like an industrial strength antidepressant that I've kept behind, like breaking case of emergency glass. <laughs> I was like, at some point, I'm going to need Persona Four Golden. So I've I've had it on my Steam account since it went on Steam. I during the first pandemic lockdown, I bought a Vita and put Persona Four Golden on it and didn't play it. I was just waiting, and now with it being added on Game Pass on the Xbox, I was like. Hey, i think it's time you know and and whatever that says about my current mental state so be it but um <laughs> it is so so very good it it has these procedurally generated dungeons that are kind of crap and i knew that yeah, going in sure. it's, it's not bothering me all that much but everything else it does it does so incredibly well it's so charming it's um it, it's it's got a lot of heart to it. The characters are all fantastic. The art style is unbelievable. the The gameplay is great. Like, and I know I'm talking about a Persona game, so the gameplay is Persona gameplay. Mm. Um, but like, I just I haven't played like a turn based JRPG in a while, and now I am. I'm getting right back into that exact football manager mentality of just optimize, make the numbers go up. It's just instead of like. Instead of sending my scouts out to the Brazilian second league, I'm, i not getting a magic horse and training it, you know, and it's just it's been fantastic. I'm about, I started it like earlier this week, and I'm already about thirty hours in. Shit, love it. I <laughs> <I've, laughs> love it. I've I've basically sacrificed all of my social time.
0: That's the to, thing about persona. Just
2: spend my social time in persona.
0: Yeah, that's it. Yeah, you've replaced it. And can I ask you a, a pertinent question? Mm-hmm. Have you been offended by it yet? Oh, frequently. Mm-hmm. Frequently. Oh, <laughs> yeah, How do you mean yeah. by
2: offended? Like, what, what? It's, it's, it's a very offensive game at times.
0: It has some ropey shit in it. Yeah. Oh, wow. and,
2: I, and I don't know if any of it is... No, actually some of it is malicious as well. Um, there's... It's just... I'd love to say that it's of its time, but it's from like, was it 2011 or so? So that's not that long ago to have like oh, super yeah. racist or homophobic content. Um. But it's kind of, it's part of the charm at this point it's just like, I'm playing it with my partner, Sarah in the room and she's like, I don't know, on her phone or on her laptop. And every now and then she just looks up and just like, yeah, you can just increment the yikes counter by one. there. just keeping mm. a running tally of just <laughs> awful shit. Um, and, and I don't want to oversell it either. It's not, it's not that bad and it's not that bad all the time, but there are just some things where I'm like, how did that make it into the game?
0: We, we've recently, in our last few episodes, we've been to, we've been coming up with topics that we can each bring something to. And I don't know if I ever actually ended up saying it to you, but I wanted to do guilty pleasures. We didn't actually... I, I love this podcast and I remember
2: everything, but we never did guilty pleasures, did we? No, we spoke about no. it. but it, Yes, it did. we did speak about yeah. it. Why would racism actually, be
1: a guilty pleasure for you? What? Why would racism be a guilty pleasure no, for you? No, persona. Where are you going with this? I, was,
0: I was actually... Oh. <laughs> okay, okay. Need, need to talk quickly now. <laughs> no, I get was out in front actually, of it. <laughs> I was actually doing it to kind of um, orchestrate a way for me to be able to talk about Persona 4. Again, we, we, me and Kevin did a whole episode on Persona. But uh, Persona 4 is, like, in my top 10 games of all time. Like, but I will defend it to the to the grave. But, yeah, it has these moments. It has these antiquated writing. Like, it's the only game I've ever played where I hate a character because I hate one of the main characters because of the way he acts towards another character. and And the writing means for them to be funny it means to be, be joked and i hate one character. i hate him because the game won't let me jump in there if it's a, if it's a teenage simulator i should be able to jump in and go hey stop being homophobic to my friend <laughs> can i kick can i kick someone out of the group is that a mechanic in this game? <laughs> or can we have a stern talking to him about the way he acts around our friend but yeah it is offensive but it's wonderful
1: where would you, because I've never played them, um, and I did see Persona 3 Portable, I think, mm-hmm. was on sale on Steam Deck. They both would came good, out. Would, would that be a good place to start? Uh, or Do you have do to know start the, the first one? Or Do you know what? Persona 5 is the best place to start. Really? Yeah. yeah okay. Specifically Persona 5 Royal. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's on the list. That's the list.
0: I can actually springboard right off you, Kev, because... Cover it. Persona is a spin-off game from a series called Shin Megami Tensei that just ended up becoming bigger than the series that spun off of. It's like if the GameCube's Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles was huge and the subtitle Crystal Chronicles became, like, more popular than Final Fantasy. That didn't happen, obviously, but it absolutely happened with Persona. But um, there's kind of... Um, you, the Shin Megami Tensei franchise, there's a huge fan base, and there's also, there's also kind of a very vocal part of them that's always, like persona with all its teenage antics and all that you know whatever that's not what the series is about so I'm finally playing one of the mainline series Shin Megami Tensei games the moment Shin Megami Tensei 5 um for the switch it came out last year uh not last year the year before that because we're in the beginning of a new year now and uh don't need to talk about it too long but I will just say I was worried about it my my girlfriend got it for me for my birthday and like she was damn right to get me randomly one of the many JRPGs I've been shitting on about in like in passing that was a really good present but i was always a bit afraid to play these games because i do know that they're always very mechanically heavy they have a lot of things in persona that i, that I love stripped away like there's no at uh, the social side of it uh, i know it's very light on story and character and that's exactly what this is so it's the biggest compliment ever that i'll say i'm thoroughly enjoying this game only based on its gameplay and its mechanics because 40 hours in i don't care about the story and i wish i did but i don't i think it has a cool vibe has a very kind of uh Demons versus Heaven thing. Uh, you're in a post-apocalyptic Tokyo. The soundtrack, no bops. Persona's Persona has the bops. That's another thing I'm missing. The soundtrack is very good, but it's more kind of atmospheric. So no bops. So a lot of the, kind of the energy, the kind of the aesthetics, what I love about Persona is kind of stripped away. But the gameplay is amazing. I love I love a game that doesn't have to rewrite the genre to be good. It's just a really really good version of it. It's really difficult. It's a lot. It's a lot of. Um, like in 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 a JRPG in a, in a like this, oftentimes with some of my favorite ones, with like Final Fantasy, hitting someone with a big sword is usually the best option. If I learn a spell to cast sleep on an enemy, I'm like, nah, I'm not gonna cast sleep on. An enemy. I don't really need to do, do need to do that. Shinigami Tensei, If I can cast sleep on an enemy for a few rounds, it's like a huge deal. So the way the battle system is so kind of designed to that like, everything is important, any kind of way you can make yourself stronger. And as difficult as the game is. It gives you hundreds of ways to become stronger as you're going on. Like a small example, you have to collect these little guys called memans. They're absolutely Aww. they're absolutely a little kind of cheeky ripoff Cute. of uh, Koroks or Breath of the Wild, in my opinion. They're just kind of like uh, a little bit less interesting. But they're kind of ways to kind of go off the beaten path and something to discover. And yeah, they're not mechanically, they're not that exciting. But they raise, every time you find one, they raise a stat called glory. And the things you can buy with glory, like that can uh, permanent buffs and changes for your characters are so useful that every time I see a meme man, I'm like genuinely excited because I know I can use, I can oh give, give me five glories so I can spend. You want to spend the shit. So there's a really nefarious gameplay loop in this game where it's challenging. It's not a cakewalk. It can kick your ass out of nowhere in any ass random battle. It's like it's very it can be brutal sometimes, but it's constantly, constantly making you improve and get stronger. So you're it's pokes at your brain in that way that it's one of those games I've just been playing for seven hours in a row, kind of going, oh, shit, it's 3 a.m. and I'm still (laughs) playing my wacky JRPG. But I'm loving it. Like, it's a really cool game, but I am not convinced that, you know, when push comes to shove, I like it better than the teenage sim that is Persona, but I'm thoroughly enjoying it. It's a cool game, cool game. But um, we're not talking about single-player games anymore, and I'm not talking about just this episode. I'm putting it out there i no no I'm I, I don't think <laughs> i really heard i do no, i don't think i could make any content beyond this episode if we couldn't do single-player games i don't know what do okay. people play multiplayer destiny that's
1: we, yeah we don't start, start playing Fortnite, so <laughs>
0: Fortnite, yeah. yeah. but um we're talking about co-op games and i think what we're doing is we're both kind of we're both kind of talking about you know the strengths of the genre the design of the genre the ways it can be done well but I think the ways we're doing that is via our own experiences. What's cool mm-hmm. about talking about the experiences you have in co-op games is it's, it's it's experiences you share with other people, and of course, like you can you have that. I can say that about any multiplayer games, but anyone doesn't know if it's not self-explanatory. A co-op game it's a cooperative game. It means a multiplayer game where you're on the same side as the other real-life goddamn human being that you're playing with. So we are just going to grab some examples from our own life and wax lyrical about them. And you know, just spread shoot love about shit. our fellow man. Yeah,
1: what was that, John? Just shoot the, shoot the shit. I said, should,
0: should, I, I, That's it, that's what, that's we, what catch, we do here today. Look, listen, catch, right? yeah. If you would like to start again, Marcy, if you'd like to talk about it, it feels again. like
1: you know, the teacher caught me talking and now I have to go first. That's nonsense. <laughs> um, but yeah, fine. Uh, Kev's actually not here, Kev's, Kev went out to get takeaway so this (laughs) video (laughs) screen is just empty yeah um yeah i see i knew so the two of you are going to talk about it in that way okay you're going to talk about you know games uh you enjoyed why they're good co-op games um why you love them i'm gonna take a little bit of a, a different kind of approach to that oh sure and talk about a game i really hate like Oh, desperately uh, have hated uh, for a long time. Um, I should have
0: screened my opening with you, but I also should have just assumed no, I, that you've picked something you venomously hate. Yeah.
1: Every, <laughs> I, I try this every week, and they edit it out. Um, <laughs> so I have to re-record it on my own. Uh, really good editing. Um, but uh, it has a very nice, sweet story attached to it, though, I'll say that. So, um, Co-op games, to me, in general, man, they're kind of like us doing this podcast sometimes. Um, like Video games are like, some of my favorite things of all time. Uh, To be able to sit down and talk to them, about them with friends is the best thing ever. So being able to play them with friends is also one of the best things ever. But as we've gotten older, as we and a bit behind the curtain here for people who are listening, it can be quite hard for us all to get, you know, on the same time. And, you know, we're all getting old. So health is always an issue. One of us always has, you know, a a sore tummy or I just haven't slept in days. um, (laughs) or Whatever whatever has happened, right? Uh, So it can be hard for us to find the time to do it. I feel it's the same with, with co-op gaming. And it, sure. as I was kind of sitting down to think about it, I was like, when was the last time I really played a co-op experience I really loved with someone else? And It's been a, it's been a while. Um, definitely played a few with Steph. Uh, my, my partner in the last few years, Divinity, one of my favorite games. We had a great time playing that. It Takes Two, which I know you guys will definitely chat about. Um, and then uh, Overcooked, which wasn't a great time. It was just a time. Um, that's all that was. Uh, but I'm going to talk about FIFA today. Right, We've never really talked about FIFA in this podcast, um, which is kind of interesting because me and Owen, I'd say the game we've played together the most has been FIFA. We've played hundreds of hours together, at FIFA, um, especially during college. In fact, little known fact, uh, I had to actually go off and Google this or find on uh, Google Photos. Owen actually thanked me at the end of his thesis when he finished his <laughs> master's in university and said uh and thanks to morrissey which by the way i wish people would use my first name sometimes um <laughs> thanks to morrissey uh for all those countless hours of fifa they got me through uh the thesis which was great and so it's a game that i've put so many hours into i don't even want to think about adding it up um, but i do genuinely really dislike it um it's one of those things that it kind of symbolizes everything that's wrong with big uh gaming studios it's obviously it's made by ea and i think the, the license has now ended um so fifa 23 which was fucking terrible um uh, is the last that they'll be able to make with the fifa license which is fantastic um but it's a game that it just kind of it, it it obviously makes sense for it to be a co-op multiplayer game, right? Um for you to be either be in the same team or on teams against each other or you know on the same team and trying to work your way through a league. Um and so I do have some I didn't very even fun know, memories.
0: I, I didn't even know, John.
1: Yeah it was well, co-op. It's it, it oh, man, yeah. I, I, I wish you here for this. Strap hmm. in, Liam, and Kez back now as well. Um so we can really get into it. Um but sounds uh, like strap on. Yeah. <laughs> man, we should try. Steer the podcast in that direction sometimes. Make it it a bit a bit sexier if we could. (laughs) Um, But uh, I take you back in time. So FIFA, uh, FIFA 9, right? FIFA 9 was kind of the title that uh, revolutionised what FIFA was, Um, and and it really was genuinely a really good game. Um, I remember it got incredible reviews. I remember there was kind of a buzz uh, about people playing it in school. They were so excited about it. Um, It just kind of brought football into kind of more of a modern kind of video game sense um wasn't just a standard you know play someone win a game move on there was leagues there was an online multiplayer that was really really good um and there was ultimate team and ultimate team um is basically it's kind of like you know how would i describe it it's like basically cards for video games or for football players i should say and so what happens is you build a team and you're given a uh, kind of a pack of football players who, at the start, are all terrible, right? So, you know, you get your bronze card, your silver cards, and your, your gold cards. They give you a bunch of bronze cards first. And you have to kind of use those players in your team and work up the league, right? Beat other folks online uh, as you go along. Um, and in 2009, when I was, oh, what you, I'm not even going to work out what age I was. I'd be really upset. And, uh, doc, 19? Doc, doc, doc's my age on this. Was or, I 19? Yeah, yeah it was actually. No, I wasn't 20, 20? it wasn't. 20? 20? 20, I think it was 20. Yeah. Um, Jesus. Um, but uh, it just it caught fire. Like, people loved it. And it was, it, at the time, it was because it was so, it was such a breath of fresh air to to play someone online in a football game uh, mm. and batter them um, or <laughs> get battered. It was such a it was such a unique kind of enjoyable experience. And, you know, getting abused uh, through your little, your little mic as well. Um, uh, and I remember at the time I was working in H&V. Um, I just started working there. And it was so popular. Like, it was just flying off the shelves. Um, and we started to play it ourselves at, at lunchtime. Um, and so I, I would play it mostly with my pal, Mark, who uh, sadly passed now. We've talked about him before on the pod. Uh, and my pal, Derek. Um, and the three of us, like every lunchtime, um, we would just like play against each other, obviously. Actually, super competitive. Um, and just... It became like an ongoing thing where I'd be excited to come into work just to play the guys at FIFA at lunch, um, and then as time kind of went on, uh, and I really mean like a year or two of us doing this like every day, um, uh, my buddy Mark had been kind of flirting with the the kind of the esports space. He'd been like he'd set up his own web page. He'd been going to like gaming events. Um, I don't know if if I remember this, but there used to be actually a place in Cruiser Street in Limerick hmm. um, uh, that had like a little LAN gaming center. Yeah. I can't remember the name of it at all. I I tried to find it today. Um, But we even started going to kind of uh, tournaments there. Uh, I won one. I'd like to point out, uh, one uh, Friday, but uh, because four people turned up. Uh, Isn't that uh, so quaint? And it it little, is. Lo- it was great, man. tournament in, yeah. in all Limerick City. Little Limerick. It. I yeah. love that. Uh, and like, looking back to this, it's just like, oh, that, I didn't know, but back then, they were the glory years. Like, this, this is the golden <laughs> the golden period of my life. Um, but it came to a point where, like, uh, Mark, who was cool, like, I think he'd had a connection with Machinima. He'd been, like, he was really in kind of the online... Uh, video game space, and he's like, I think I'm going to set up like a YouTube series, and we can maybe like do a series together where we're like recording ourselves playing Ultimate Team Cop, um, like me, him, and Derek, and so he did. Um, we ended up making about fifty episodes, I think, of what was called the Ultimate Ultimate FIFA Adventures. Um, I watched a few of them back today. Uh, you, man, early YouTube. I mean, camera quality and mic quality is a lot to be desired. Um, But really, the whole idea of it was it was the three of us uh, playing on the same team together. And for people to know FIFA that well, that's actually really quite difficult. Yeah. Um, and so when you're playing FIFA, obviously, when the ball comes to you, you control that player. You pass to the next person, you control that person. When you've got three people playing on the same team who are then individually controlling a person, it's just a bit chaotic. Um, like that, really sounds chaotic. that sounds hilarious.
0: Like that sounds like I'd actually enjoyed that, making
1: play FIFA. Exactly, right? And it, was, it, it kind of also, it also, and I'm not going to out anyone in this podcast, it also made you realize who was good and who wasn't. Um, and, and, and a lot, a lot of, of finger-pointing and blaming uh, during that series. Um but that's what made it fun. And, like, we, we were really bad uh, at FIFA, uh, each of us individually, genuinely. And putting us together, it was much worse. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I watched back a few of the episodes today. Um, uh, they're short enough, like 10, ten minutes apiece. Um, and there's, like, a, ca- a camera over the TV that's, like, recording our reactions. Um, and, but we we never got better. Like, we genuinely never actually ever got good at it. So we were always, like, the underdog, the three of us. And we would pick the, you know, the team we were picking – you know, putting it together was the best team we could afford because we weren't winning many games, we weren't getting better cards, right? So we always had this ragtag uh, bunch of players uh, who were real players in real life and that I kind of, you became attached to. Um, You know what I mean? Uh, one of them, uh, was, was a guy called? Uh, Craig Bellamy, who's not a terrible footballer. Um, Kevin's not a kid. So uh, your dad, Liam, would love him, being a big Liverpool fan. Um, cool. uh, and so but he was kind of shit in the game. Um, but he was like, he was the best player we could afford at the time. So I think there's like two or three episodes that are named like, you know, Craig Bellamy does it again or or, or Bellamy wins Derek's heart, that kind of thing. Um, and But I was I, when we, I knew we were doing this episode, I, I kind of sat down and really thought about those times. Um, and as much as I still do hate FIFA today, there genuinely was nothing better than like on a Friday or Saturday finishing work at HMV. In general, actually, the pitch is terrible. So finishing work was fantastic. Um, but then strolling across to Marks and like going, let's just get a, a bunch of pizza, man. Uh, put in FIFA and just lose for like four or five or six <laughs> hours straight. Um, and like FIFA FIFA kind of knew what they had with FIFA 09. Um, uh, and kind of similar to me and Kev we were talking about football manager before. Uh, the same kind of idea of just not really improving upon the series at all, right? So year after year. Um, but that's what made it kind of great as a co-op game. Um, a lot of the video footage that we captured was us being really angry with the game, uh, whether it was like bugs, um, like the, the referee kind of, you know, doing ridiculous decisions, giving us a penalty when we're actually in the middle of the pitch, um, you know, or I'm through on goal and like you know, referee should play on, he blows up the whistle, uh, or occasionally us being like spanked uh, by like a, a 12-year-old kid. Don't take that out of context, by the way. Don't eh, hope no one edits <laughs> you that. You chose it. those words yeah, in that exact is, yeah, order, yeah. <laughs> and I knew they were coming. And I still didn't <laughs> veer left or right. Um, it could also be used. Um, but uh, like that—that—that that, that was fantastic. You could see people kind of, you know, are people speaking to us over their mic and like, "Oh, you bunch of losers!" And like, there's one really funny episode because you, you can tell uh, when you're playing some FIFA that if there's more than one person on the team, right? Like, but just by the, the color of the little arrows over their head. And so some kid, and he's beaten us like four in at halftime. He's like, Oh, you're probably three fucking losers in your sitting room. Uh, are you're like all in your fucking mid-20s or your thirties, and we're like, Oh god, that's really tough. I and mean, we it's it's on the video, so it's great. Um, but it's like, man, like when I look back at it, it's you know, FIFA just didn't at any point try to improve the co-op experience. Um they didn't like they added, I think they added a few features and like later years and like maybe 15 or 16 where there was like mini games and stuff you could do with the co-op um but really like it was it sounds so corny and i was trying to think of a way that wasn't corny to say it it was just it was just nice man playing video games with a bunch of your buddies and kind of and hanging out with them and and you know being shit together (laughs) at something that we enjoyed being shit at um uh but like that, and that kind of what makes me a bit sad. And I hope one of you have a much more of a, a, a more optimistic uh, thing to talk about. But I, I wish that kind of still happened today. And I don't know if it's because I'm 34 um, or because I've isolated myself and um, uh, bro- broken off all the good relationships in my life uh, that no one wants to play games with me anymore. Um, but uh, I did try for the sake of this podcast to try and recreate it um and one of the more recent fifa's has a thing where you can actually play a co-op mode with another online person oh. um now yeah you could most people who play video games online could probably end the story i'm going to, to talk about um but uh it started off pretty well um i had my headset on uh i picked i think we picked Bayern munich uh, i think fifa 22 because i think it was on game pass fuck paying 70 quid for 23 it's terrible um and uh, basically the same as finding an online opponent, you go into the co-op mode, someone joins, they're on the team with you, happy days. First guy didn't talk to me at all, not really what I was looking for. Uh, it, you know, it, it did just feel like I was playing with with, uh, with the computer, so nothing was kind of happening. Um, the second person, though, was really the opposite of the spectrum. Um, their mic would only come in when I've made a mistake, and I hadn't played FIFA in years, right? I can't repeat any of the, the words this person used. Um, not young, uh, judging by uh, the sound of their voice, but some of the things they were saying to me. Uh, like, she's calling me every day under the sun. And I'm just there, kind of going. God, I wish I could relive that. You know, <laughs> my my early twenties. There was such a good time, and here's a man, probably the same age as me, abusing me uh down uh, down the mic um to the point where I muted him, and I played the rest of the game in silence, and, <laughs> and, uh, and then just and then just stopped playing FIFA. Um, do you know
0: what? It's perfect that you went first because kind of the, that's the perfect way to kind of. Um, talk about co-op games is like you mm. really wholesome at first mm-hmm. genuinely warm the caucus of my heart i think co-op does that a lot now I was, I was about to say that i was like great way to start Marcy. but now i feel like i'm glad that you kept talking because yeah the opposite side of the coin is very real as well especially when you're playing with strangers yeah exactly, and that's not yeah. just co-op that's any multiple exactly <laughs> yeah
1: yeah and especially for our age bracket who you know, maybe I don't know. You didn't play, especially, but like grown up playing, like you know, Call of Duty or any of those games, you know, in two thousand eight, two thousand nine, uh, there were there were toxic places to be. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I don't know if there's bad today because I I'm not I'm not playing those games anymore. Um, but I it was nice, man, to kind of really think back about that. And then I even and I'll, I'll wrap up here, but I was even thinking back, you know, playing Portal with Owen, uh, me and Owen attempted to play through Portal. Um, to get back in university, I think we finished it, but that was such a fun experience as well. Um, and then Liam's house, which I know most people know this at this stage, but Liam's front room—that's um, yep. uh,
0: yeah, yeah, where the gaming happened.
1: That's yeah, where the magic does. happened. It did. And it, it, does it still happen, Liam? Is there gaming
0: magic there? You know, just just my gaming magic when I'm there. Oh, see that—that's nope, kind of nope. that? I, I said I've said before on this podcast. Sad. One day really sad.
2: <laughs> one day you left, and you never came back. Oh. Did it, it, when you say it's just your solo gaming magic, it sounds kind of grotty or something. I, it I does, yeah! yeah it's, well, the smile you had on when
1: you said it as well was not great. Well,
0: OnlyFans is the easiest way to make money these days, Kevin.
1: It's <laughs> not through gaming. podcasts anyway, I tell you that. Not tell you that oh, go, this yeah. ain't paying the bills. Oh, hey kids, you,
0: you, want, you want to do a gaming podcast? Yeah, yeah. Better look up online whether or not there's millions of those already <laughs> before you start doing <laughs> that. That's okay. See,
2: we, we have an edge because we're a group of straight white men with beards. Yeah, no. Our edge is that we're <laughs> Irish, and I'm trying to
1: capitalize on yeah, that. as much as much Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I think
0: after a while we we'll, we we'll, we'll just start being really stereotypical on this. I'm sure people who aren't in Ireland listening to us, we sound probably like. I definitely think we. I definitely think we could fucking. Oh, we're to we talk
1: like this for a entire episode. Um, but yeah, you know, that, that's that's kind of you know my, my thing. Um, uh, I'll never play FIFA again. That, well, thankfully, I won't have to because it's dead now. Um, but fuck them. Um, and uh, yeah, great times. But yeah, what about you guys?
0: Yeah, well, that that did sound like great times. The first the first half.
1: Of yeah, way, <laughs> it really was. And actually, sorry. Oh my mm. goodness, I'm gonna get in trouble for not doing this. Um, after we've been doing it, we did it for quite a while. I think we did it for about two years on and off. Uh, and I said there's about 40 or 50 episodes on YouTube. Um, Owen, as in Owen or Rudin from the Hate Clisten podcast, uh, he actually would jump in uh, as like a little, a little guest star every now and then. He was on eight, seven or eight episodes. I think it's and too the- late to remember him without it being rude. Now,
0: I could edit it so you remember them earlier.
1: Depends how much you use As, though, a, we, as I mean, everyone you're, who's you're listening now knows, yeah. Yeah. I haven't done that. <laughs> <laughs> well, as I said at the start of the episode, uh, <laughs> Owen, who founded uh, the YouTube series, um, but the thing was Owen was actually good at it, um, so, so yeah. it, we, we, he would lift us all up. Uh, there you go. I, I, I save that there. Um, but yeah, that, that's kind of my wholesome, my wholesome side of, of co-op gaming. Mostly. Love it, love it. Kevin, do you want to go next? Yeah, sure. Um, so when it comes to co-op gaming,
2: the way I see it is that there's kind of two sort of flavors of co-op gaming there's games that are kind of that function as single player games but you can just play them with a friend like with fifa or with you know some other games that might have come up and then there's games that are like explicitly designed as a co-op experience that will only work with two people playing them and those are the ones that really get me going mm <laughs> Yeah. Love, love a bit, of, love a bit of crunchy game design. Um, even when it's not that good, like we've mentioned, Portal Two already. Um, mm-hmm. Portal Two, absolute masterpiece. I think you guys had discussed that previously on an early episode that I had. Very taken. early. I had Very taken early. down the number four and then don't have the notes in front of me. Let's say episode three.
1: <laughs> if anyone's <interested. laughs> that sounds one hundred percent correct.
2: But there's one game, uh, co-op game that we played recently with uh, Liam here that uh, i want to talk about box. oh yes sir um and that is a game or a series of games called we were here um mm-hmm. there's i think four games in the series now liam and i have played finished two of them
1: and are about i think halfway through the third one and yeah they're- oh, th- oh thanks for the invoice just spent half <laughs> my fucking bit talking about how i don't get to play games anymore <laughs> and here's here's my two my two my two pals playing four of them wow it's, it's, it's. oh the silence oh. yeah edit, so the game I'll is edit, pretty good I'll <laughs>
2: edit the own thing
0: back for other
2: people <laughs> <total. Okay. Yeah. laughs> so basically what how it works is there. it's uh, like a first person puzzle game um, played cooperatively between two players and in game you find a walkie talkie and you have to communicate back and forth using the walkie talkies or in our case you just you know don't use the walkie talkies and get a call on Facebook Messenger or something but um. The shtick is basically that the the puzzle in player A's room, the vital information to solve that is in player B's room, so they have to communicate to you what you need to do to solve your puzzle, and vice versa. So, like the puzzles vary in terms of like quality and in terms of difficulty, um, but the sort of the, the the extra twist on it all is that it requires the players to verbally relay the important information to each other. Uh, The game kind of very rarely will use numbers. It does sometimes, but it rarely enough uses numbers. It almost never uses any sort of written language. Everything is usually marked with sort of weird esoteric symbols, usually things that could be interpreted in different ways. So it forces the players to describe out loud what they're seeing. So to communicate back and forward, to try and work out what the fuck is going on and what you need to do. That's very cool. Yeah, it's a lot of
0: the game is describing symbols to each other.
2: Yeah, yeah. So when when it's at its best, it kind of, it almost forces you to collaboratively make a language to describe it. (laughs) Like there's a bit in the third one that myself and Liam played recently where there's like, there's this cliff wall and there's like four elevators on the left side of it and four elevators on the right. You have to split up and take a group of elevators each. And each elevator is paired with one on the opposite set so if i if if i take my elevator up one of the elevators on liam's side goes down um, and all four are on each side are linked like that and there's no they're not numbered there's no names on them each one is marked with a symbol so there's like a drawing of select so like some dynamite there's one of like a mine cart things like that so Once you figure out what's going on in the puzzle, and it actually took us longer than I care to admit, but once you figure out what's going on, you have to start communicating to each other, saying things like, okay, if I take dynamite down, which is up for you, then you should be able to get onto the roof of dinosaur, and I'll get you in the path across to the minecart. And if you take minecart up, which is down for me, then I'll be able to blah, blah, blah. And it's just so satisfying when when you figure it out. But uh, Liam and I were playing, chatting, and Sarah was in the room with me and just looking at me like we were a pair of fucking idiots.
1: It was, like <laughs> it was
2: solid minutes of us just babbling and every time correcting. Yeah, so down, which is up for you and up, which is down for me.
0: Gotta make it clear.
2: Yeah, but... it was worse because when you're
0: symbols that are just made up for the game and I'm like, there might be a puzzle where you have to press certain buttons in a certain order and I have the order on my side. I'm like, it looks like it could be someone with their arms up with tips. Could be, could be. You know, and you're like, yeah, got yeah. got that one. Yeah. It, looks <laughs> like a, it looks like a C, but with a U in it and stuff like yeah. that. Or
2: the, they'll intentionally use things that look similar. Like there'll be puzzles where you need like three symbols to match to open a door. So I'll see like the three symbols. I need to relay that to Liam, and Liam will have have like a grid of nine symbols. And I'll go, okay, easy. So one of them looks like a ball with a triangle on it. One of them looks like a candlestick. And one of them is like a square with an X in it. And he'll go, okay, but I have like five things that, that could fit each of those. There's like yeah, a candlestick yeah. with three arms, a candlestick with seven arms. So you have to like constantly communicate back and forward to narrow down what is actually being asked of you. It It's not all great. It varies. It's like
0: it was, it was made for like five bucks.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it, it it varies in terms of quality like within the games rather than between the games. Um, mm. Some of the puzzles are too difficult, not too difficult to figure out, which I could forgive, but just kind of difficult to execute. I'm thinking of there's one with a maze that um, Liam and I struggled with for quite a while.
0: Well, let me just say as well that you know the whole lockdown open really opened up the, the, the floodgate for kind of you know, just because your friend is far away, doesn't mean you can't, you know, get on Discord with them and, you know, have a few drinks. So f- not all the time when me and Kev play games, not for all like the Resident Evils and stuff. But when we play, um we were here, we've drank every time, which is kind of like playing it on hard mode. And I was on that maze day. I was knocking back the vodkas, you know, having a good time, enjoying the bands and all that. But, but Marcy, Kev has to get through a maze. You no, know, sorry. Yes, he presses the button, and, and a maze walls come up, and suddenly he's in the center of a maze. And then he has to run to certain circles within the maze. Yeah. And I was langers. I, I can see the maze from up above. Huh. Oh my god, the man, I was literally saying stuff. Like, okay, you
2: go. Okay, you go. Up and he's like, yeah. There's no up! You're looking at it! You're looking at it from the top. I'm like, it's a circular maze, man. <laughs> like, give me compass points, give me left and right, give me something. But you're like, go to that junction and turn up. I'm like, oh
0: yeah, yeah I can kept doing it as well. I kept like hitting myself, I was like, Not up right, you're and and then I'm literally like this in front of my TV. You can't see viewers, but I'm literally orienting <laughs> myself. So I'm kinda of like, Okay, you're right, go right. And it's timed. So I have yeah. to get it he I have to get it get him mm-hmm. to the buttons in a certain amount of time. It, <sighs> even without the the, the vaseline filter of vodka that was one of the hardest things in a game i've ever done they made it hard like
2: yeah you have to you have to get i stand on the circle in the middle of the of the 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 platform it becomes a maze and then liam has to guide me to three other circles around the maze and it's timed each one each time i get to a circle the timer stops for a second and we can restart it's the path through is randomized um but it took us it it took us so long to do that we had seen every possible permutation of it, that it got to the point where Liam no longer had to describe the path. He just had to tell me which path <laughs> it was because we'd Pat seen two. it so many times. Yeah, I'd be
0: like, okay, Kev, this is the one that in the middle of it sends you right around the the, the the out. And you're like, yeah, yeah I know exactly, it. yeah. So I actually, I, I actually did my work just by making him learn every path. And then it just became a matter of him having to do it mechanically and I could just sit yeah. back by the end of it. It's literally sweating
2: from how difficult the whole That's thing great. was. Yeah it's um they're they're cheap they are kind of they're cheaply
0: made they're cheaply made made. they're very cool they make up for it with um their creativity
2: yeah there's there's good ideas on show there's good creativity on show and particularly if someone is coming to this episode looking for something to play as a co-op experience um and they've already played stuff like Portal 2 or It Takes Two or other games that don't end in the word 2 um and they're looking for something different to play, I would strongly recommend giving this a look. Um, yeah. It's, the, it, 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 it's cheaply made. It looks cheap. The UI is absolutely dog shit on it, like fucking yeah. Flash Game on Newgrounds level of shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but when you get into it, there's a lot of creativity there. There's a lot of fun to be had. It's a, it's a, a firm recommendation from me.
0: And I'd like to recommend Vodka. Which I also really enjoyed <laughs> as well, you know, just independently of, of the, rec- the recommendation. But I was going to talk about something else, but now I feel like I can springboard off that because what I love about co-op games, I love co-op games that constantly have to have you talking. I think that's like, that's one of the best ways to do it, your communication, especially if you're like, uh, whatever, couch co-op, it'd be, actually it would be the same, you're talking to the person beside you, but I love the way you're like, you're, halfway across the world even and you're just constantly talking while playing the game and uh (laughs) we had our hiccups with we were here but it was mostly very kind of like oh we solved the puzzle it was very like you know wholesome kind of like well done man no no man that was all you you had the harder (laughs) half of that puzzle (laughs) during lockdown i played overcooked 2 with my (laughs) i played with my girlfriend a few times fiona and i think i played with you and own marcy once
1: yeah, it's awful. No, go ahead. Yeah, not like <laughs> no enjoy, enjoyable, but I just can't play that game.
0: Yeah, I've overco- never played Overcooked One, but I assume it's much of a muchness, right? I'm sure Two is just kind of an upgrade. But we got it specifically for the Switch. So we had something to play well, while we we spent uh, the first chunk of the lockdown not in the same place, and um, it's a brilliant. Game. It really reminds me, and I, I say this, I say this about so many games. I said this about like Among Us. I say this about uh, Fall Guys when they come out. Whenever. Whenever some kind of um, cartoony uh, multiplayer game with kind of uh, a, a very interesting mechanic comes out, I'm always like, I'm like oh, it reminds me of the N64. Reminds me, reminds me of <laughs> oh, uh, the old, old Nintendo. Whenever, and Overcooked just reminds me of some kind of old Nintendo party game. It has that, it has that energy. Your little characters, There can be two of you, there can be one of you, there can be up to four, I think. And you, gotta, you, you have, you have a, a recipe. You're working in a restaurant. And the levels range from just ordinary restaurants, but they get more and more cartoony. You could be up on Zeppelins and the levels are moving around. You can have one that's floods in the middle and stuff like that. It's very creative that way, but it's it's about um, making a recipe under pressure and kind of <laughs> giving each other, you know, okay, I'll cut the cucumber. Okay, if there's play plate. Okay, because how it works is you've got to prepare each thing. You might have to put it in an oven. You might have to blend it whatever you might have to mix it you might have to chop it you got to, all you, he's got doing to do all's... so
1: many hand motions he going he's doing he's doing the knife he's doing the mixing the bowl it's incredible this is
0: this is illuminating for me because i believe there's actually a link to people who talk a lot with their hands to intelligence oh, now i haven't cool. seen the payoff of that yet in my own life <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is an interesting revelation because i don't know how much i talk with my hands but the pressure the, the pressure come, uh, comes from overcooking. you have to communicate to each other constantly because you've got to take whatever um, recipe is up on the top of the screen. You've got to prepare it, like I said. Um, and you've got to bring it and you've got to serve it. And even to add to that, you've got to start washing plates after, you know, you start using plates to everything, to a certain amount to everything. It's like, I'm sure people who actually work in a kitchen would be like, why would I play the cartoony version of the hell I live in?
1: The actual <laughs> really high
0: pressure job I do. But it is fun to a point. Until you start playing it and you start really getting into it, and then it, but like the way me and Kev were chatting on that game, it is. When I was playing with Fiona, it, it's constantly, constantly going. Okay, I got, I got the cucumbers, I got, the, and I, also there's a lot of sushi in it. So Fiona would be saying a sushi to me, and I'm like, I don't know sushi. <laughs> <laughs> Describe it from the way it looks. <laughs> Which one do you want me to get? The nigiri, oh, the nigiri. The nigiri exactly, yeah. <laughs> Actually, since then, I'm a little bit more of, I'm a little bit more knowledgeable, but. It's like that. That's actually that little anecdote. There's almost perfect demonstration of what the game ends up being like. It's just high pressure, but you're in it together. So you're not, you're not like trying to beat each other, which makes it almost more anger inducing. Cause like, like Jonathan said, like when you're playing FIFA and you're like, oh, I knew who the, the weak link was. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: They'd be like, okay, why did you fall into, uh, why did you have to fall into the water while you were holding the whole meal? Put the meals down when you're moving that way, you don't need to carry the meals everywhere. We're not serving that one yet; it's not cooked. You <laughs> fool! It's, it's, it's like that, and I—I I think it's the highest recommendation ever. But we literally had to stop playing it after a while. Yeah, we literally had because we were just—we weren't having fun anymore. And like I said, the, the level design gets more and more zany. So it's not only the the. The recipes you got to put in your head, and you got to do them at high speed. It, it's the, the level design is absolutely getting away. Conveyor belts that only go left, conveyor belts that only go right. You have to transfer the food to each other because the level actually has you geographically separated from each other, so you actually can't. And oh yeah, and then God, God help you if you burn and burn a meal. That's <laughs> uh, that's the worst one. It's treason because you've done every step, and then you're like, yeah. and it, and you can see these. There's little timers on everything. Your eyes just become like trained. To scan your screen for all the little timers that are happening, you know I have oh I have just I have this blending over here I have this cooking over here, and then oh, there's nothing more heartbreaking than burning something because you have to like get rid of it you have to clean the plate and anyway but I I what holds it up as I I don't think it's Jesus I've the passage of time confounds me but it's not hardly modern anymore but I think it's one of the better co-op games of the last few years just because. <laughs> keeps you talking to each other, which I think is great. It's like, like uh, Kev said, like, it seems they, they, they do have a single player on it that you can, can play yourself. But it seems like this team sat down and designed a co-op game and they, designed, they came up. I doubt, I, have, I doubt they wanted, I doubt they were all culinary kind of, you know, experts or devotees. I just think, I, I would imagine this is just hearsay now, but the theme of cooking came from what kind of what kind of feelings, what kind of uh, hmm. what kind of ways they wanted the players to interact. I bet you that's the way it happened. And I think it's one of the better ones. And if you want to hate your spouse or your friend <laughs> or your brother <laughs> or your son or your father, play yeah. Overcooked too with them. Yeah, because I remember my, me, you and Own, Marcy, like we had a great time playing it, but we did it once. And I think we did yeah. about six levels and that was OK. Yeah. I remember Own literally like he's so gentle. Yeah. <laughs> literally not angry, but kind of just having a panic attack. Not enjoy yeah. like and not enjoying the kind of. Actually, I I won't name any names, but I do have a friend, um, with who I played it with, and she literally had to be like, "I can't." This is actually I don't. Like, we weren't shouting at her. Of course, we weren't actually angry at her. But even us being angry at each
1: other in front of her, she just was actually stressed. triggered,
0: absolutely oh triggered. By it. <laughs> I remember
1: too much of a thing when we played that. I'd never played it before. Yeah, And so, and like, you guys have been talking to me about it. And like, you, you were fine, Liam. But Owen, <laughs> I don't know, he'd even had a panic attack, but he would just keep repeating things. He'd be like, <laughs> okay, okay Morris, grab the fish, grab the fish, grab the fish. <laughs> Grab the fish. I was like, I don't know, I don't know how. The more you're saying it, the more stressed I'm getting. Please explain. <laughs> but it's it's such a great game, man. and it, I mean, it's I also another one is so like, good. why why isn't it why isn't it going on the
0: plate? Why isn't it going on the plate? Because you haven't grilled it yet. <laughs> <laughs> Only grilled things yeah. go on the plate. You've missed a step. You're like, oh god, I have missed a step. I have. <laughs>
1: <The> <laughs> yeah,
2: it kind of feels like it's it's like the video game simulator version. Have you ever seen that episode of Always Sunny where uh, Mac and Dennis move to the suburbs? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> It, 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 it's like a video game that's designed to just tweak the, those exact feelings in you of just total frustration
0: Yeah,
1: what happened to the dog Mac
0: <laughs> it's really it's, it's one of those games that I I, I, got, I get this way with horror games sometimes like even now I'm thinking about like a stressful moment from like Resident Evil 8 maybe I'm like one of my favorite games of the last few years but I'm glad I'm not playing it right now that's not in the you know that zone Overcooked too, same thing great to talk about glad I'm not playing it right now yeah I don't have to like, worry about it. <laughs> um, anyone want to jump in?
2: Yeah, I suppose I'll jump back in there. Uh, Do it for a quick one. Uh, just because I think I'm contractually obliged to mention From Software at some point in every recording. Uh,
0: um, I, I wouldn't have it any other way.
2: Yeah, and like honestly, um, Elden Ring was one of my favorite co-op experiences of recent years. Um. For people who don't know, the the Soft games, the, the Dark Souls, Soulsborns, Souls Lights, whatever you want to call them, are largely single player affairs. Um but you have the option or the opportunity to summon in other players to help you with the boss fights. Um which gives you this advantage because summoning in another player kind of it splits the boss's attention, it gives you opportunities to sort of strategize and plan, or maybe find out where they're weak and how you can exploit that. Um the flip side is that it also gives the boss 50% more HP. So if you're if slash when your plans and strategies fail, you've made it considerably harder for yourself. Um but the boss fights are kind of already the centerpieces of these games. So adding a co-op partner just kind of heightens it and for me, at least like just makes it more fun. The um the mechanics of playing the co-op are like esoteric and weird because it's from soft game and none of this can be straightforward. I'm struggling to summon you, Kev. Yeah,
0: when I was
2: playing,
0: you know, like, why I put down the gold circle or whatever it is. Why aren't you being summoned? Yeah, you're like this is <laughs> my game. This should
2: just be a menu. You should be able to yeah. go into a menu and like select multiplayer or something. But no, you got to
0: have an item. You got to have a
2: certain amount of items. Yeah, so one one that, player yeah. has to like leave a mark on the ground, hmm. and then another the other player has to go to the same point in their game and use a consumable item to reveal the marks in that area. And still, that doesn't quite guarantee that they'll show up. Not in
0: the early days of Elden Ring, anyway. Yeah.
2: I, think, I think they had to iron out a few things. It didn't work sometimes. Yeah. But um, the advantage of that, then, is that you can use it to find like people that you want to co-op with. Or you can just throw one down outside a boss fight, and some golden signs will appear. And you can summon in some random stranger to fight with you. Um, Which it was both incredibly helpful and incredibly frustrating summoning someone in using like it's a consumable item to reveal the summons so you will run out of them eventually and using one to reveal the summons going to the effort of summoning someone waiting for them to load in going in loading into the boss fight and then finding out that they're shit was was a great experience in and of itself you go in there and he's like okay coming there's... from
0: you coming from a you who's who needs to summon someone else like you know what i mean yeah
2: you go in and this, this guy rich this guy would spawn in and he's like he's this fucking massive beefy avatar and he's like jewel wielding fucking bastard swords and you're like okay this guy is gonna absolutely wreck and you get in and he just like runs sideways and gets killed instantly and you're like okay i've just given the boss 50 percent extra hp for no fucking yeah. reason yeah. um but yeah, it's just, it's it's a cool way to take what is a very insular and solo game and can be sort of frustratingly so. It Part of it is when you're stuck on these bosses repeating them over and over again, or at least in my experience, like, it can get really frustrating when you think, like, I'm the only one struggling with this, which obviously isn't true, but in the sort of repeated negative reinforcement of the boss, it can be the way your mind kind of goes. So summoning someone in can kind of break that up, and especially if it's a friend or someone you can yeah. talk to him about it. I finished the game with
1: you.
0: Yeah, yeah. I don't mind saying it. I, I don't have this get good mentality with these things. I think they're there to enjoy. And I did, you know, beat all the main bosses in that game, all the main story bosses in that game, and some of the side ones by myself. But I couldn't beat the final boss. Uh, it's called the Elden Beast, Marcy, and it's the mm. worst thing in the fucking world. I was talking to a friend recently, and he was saying, I think that thing was designed to be fought on horseback, and they changed it in the last minute. And I was like, you know what? Oh, that makes
2: way more sense. That makes absolute sense, yeah.
0: Because I didn't have any magic because I'm a sorty boy, so I, I couldn't shoot it from afar. Anyway, getting into technicality, so I eventually summoned in uh, Kev, and oh. and he's on. Like, he was probably playing something else. Very nice of him. He was just like, I'll play Elden Ring with you for a little bit. And after about an hour, we beat the Elden beasts together. And yeah, there's a little part of my heart that's kind of like, nah, I didn't do it by myself. <laughs> But there's a much bigger part that's like, that's mo- one of my most memorable experiences with that game, if I think back in my times with Elden Ring. And Elden Ring, because that is what you remember. It's the, mm. it's the moments. It's the moments like that. And, and it was cool. Uh, it, it really is. Cool. I, I would imagine getting a friend... To be a constant summon companion, it'd be really annoying mechanically. It would also be a really cool way to play that game.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, and I suppose, uh, Kev, Kev, if somebody was asking, did you ever need Liam's help at any point during the game, or did you just did you finish your, yourself like a grown up? Um, no, I'm pretty sure I,
2: Liam came in to help me with some boss fights. There's, there's like, there's nearly 200 boss fights in the game, so I can't remember which ones. But I'm pretty sure the, the co-op went both ways. I but did. Fi- more- I, I did finish it before you. But I did yeah. also have COVID that week. So I did play about 100 hours <laughs> in three days.
0: <laughs> the problem is, Marcy, that no matter, like, you are your own level. So Kev was, like, above oh, me. in level. So he, I, I, Yeah, I do my damn best, but I'm just, like, not as powerful as him. So he probably just didn't need me. Thanks for that, though.
2: Yeah, yeah and one thing to touch <laughs> on before we move on, and something Liam mentioned as well, is that, you know, the, the hardcore get-good purists will tell you that summoning in another player or summoning. many and there, there's npcs you can summon as well in the same way or there's like these spirit ashes that you can use to like summon um monsters and stuff to fight on your side they'll tell you that using any of this stuff is somehow cheating or it cheapens the experience or you know it doesn't count um and just those people are wrong basically and, and they also probably smell
0: yeah why is it in the game so you from soft jocks that's what i call them yeah absolutely Jonathan, do you have something else you'd like to talk about?
1: I suppose I could quickly talk about it. Um, but it, it, yeah. it is something that is kind of currently happening every now and then. Um, oh. I've talked, I think I already said it at the start of this podcast, but that was so long ago I can't even remember. Um, Divinity Original Sin 2 yeah. um, is like, I just wish more people knew what it was, but it genuinely is just one of my favorite games of all time. And maybe, guys, and Owen, because you're listening somewhere uh, out there, um, you can actually do up to four player co-op, co-op there. So maybe oh, we could all play that very together. Very interesting.
0: That'd be, you we talked point?
1: about it in one of our
0: first ever episodes, Marcy. Remember we did mm. games of 20 games you played during 2020. It was like our third episode, I think fourth. Oh, and you God. talked about it and you completely sold to me back then. And I feel kind of rude for not. Oh, wait, this is the same game. Yeah,
1: it is the same game. Yeah. yeah. I was shocked. You're like 2020. I was like, oh my God. Yeah. Um, so well, ago? no,
0: that would have been the start of 2021.
1: Oh, okay. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, but uh, for, I'm sure you guys have had this, a lot, a few times over the last like a few months, and Jeff, during COVID, I would find myself googling, you know, fun co-op games to play with your partner. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, literally my, done it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Right. Um, all the usuals will pop up. It takes two. Uh, a way out. Uh, Portal, which you've mentioned. Um, uh, Divinity was like I don't think it was ever actually mentioned on these lists. Um, but Stephanie my partner, she loved, She's gotten like really big into video games in the last few years. Um, she's currently, um, and I know viewers can't see this, but this couch here behind me. I will sit on this couch and I'm currently watching Stephanie play through Mass Effect 3. Now, I've told her not to listen to our Mass Effect episode of the podcast. Uh, Number one, it does have a lot of spoilers. And number two, I'm almost certain me and Liam were very drunk. Um, That was was the drunk episode. That was the one.
0: But I hate these little peeps behind the curtain. (laughs) That was the one that made me go, no, actually, I thought it'd be a match made in heaven to record a podcast and drink, oh, but terrible, actually not. And I yeah. haven't I haven't been drunk since. But if anyone wants, looking my way, mining for more views, if anyone wants to go back and listen to our Mass Effect episode now with the foreknowledge that me and Johnson were quite drunk.
1: Yeah, yeah. It I didn't got, feel good. It didn't feel it good didn't, at all. It felt no. very
0: stressful. And I was like, oh, am I yeah, swearing? A
1: lot, lot of anxiety. As I'm trying to talk about Shepard of the universe, <laughs> um, but i of you know, watching her finish. Anyway, she, she's really got into video games. She, she's loving them, right? So. Um, I pitched her Divinity because she'd watched me play Divinity um from a very similar couch uh, in Canada. Um and uh to those who don't know uh, Divinity, you definitely do actually forget that. I've talked about it a bunch, so I can explain it to you fools again. Uh, go listen to an earlier episode if you can't remember. Whoa. No, yeah, sorry. Sorry, it's just it's we're we're past ten thirty here at night and getting getting cranky. Um but uh we've it's a huge game. It's like a you know sixty, seventy hour game. Um and the idea of what they've done here is that you play the single player game um and as a single player game you've got you know a party of four they're all ai characters and but in the co-op just whoever's playing with you becomes one of those folks in your party um the it does a few things that are really really cool um so if you play it uh if you play couch co-op um when you're kind of within a certain distance of uh of each other it's on the big screen you know either of you can go up and start quests either of you can kind of be the main character and barter and talk to folks and then if you want to split up it actually turns into split screen, and so one of you can go off and you can go oh, cool. wherever you want. Like literally, wow. you, I don't think you can actually progress the main story on your own. And someone come with you, and um, you can use as maybe the side missions as you want, made the side quests, etc. Um we were playing it though on Switch. We have a, a, a we have a Switch each. Look, is it upsetting that Nintendo's the only platform where I had to buy it twice? Yeah, but hey, that's <laughs> Nintendo, right? You know, that's that's who they are. They get you. Um, yeah, get you. Yeah, um, but we played through uh most of Fort Joy, which is kind of the the early part of the game where you're trying to break out of you know a prison, which were which is famous for everyone thinking, oh, this is like a little little quick prologue, and then, you know 25 <laughs> hours later, like I'm still in this fucking prison. Mm. Uh, I hope this game uh, changes uh, changes location. Um, but it was what was so amazing about it was that I I had already played it, and so with Steph, I kind of took the backseat. And so she'd be kind of like, "Oh, what happens if I if I do this, or if I make this decision?" I'm like, "Hey, man, that's totally up to you. I'm just going <laughs> to roll with it. Uh, I'm going to d- do it, do whatever. Um, this is kind of your game, and I'm part of your crew. And so you you kind of guide us through." Um, and it, it, what kind of made it, made it kind of interesting was I kind of discovered pretty quickly I'm not the most patient chap uh, in the mm-hmm. world. Um, so it's a very dialogue heavy game, and it's, it's excellent dialogue. Um, Kind of like a uh, Disco Elysium, parts of it are narrated and parts of it kind of aren't. Um, but me and Stephanie are very different video gamers, right? Um, when I let's say a game like Skyrim, for example, right? Um, in a game like that, yeah, I'll do a bit of exp- you know, exploration on the side. I'll do some side missions. I'm not someone who has to hit every quest marker in the map. I kind of want to see the story. The story is kind of why I'm here, and I'm kind of pushing through. That's not Stephanie. For Stephanie, every single crate. Every single barrel, every conversation that could be had, had to be fucking had. Um, if there was a rock that needed to be overturned, Stephanie's overturning mm-hmm. that fucking rock. And the thing is, if I was video recording, playing the game, and what my character was doing, he was standing. Most of the game, he was just standing, <laughs> waiting for Stephanie to finish. You know, oh, do I want to... I take these. Do I need these four items from the barrel? I'm like, I don't fucking care. Just, just <laughs> collect all and then get encumbered like everyone else. Um, <laughs> but she'd be kind of going through it like that. But uh, we, we've put it on pause. We will go back to it. Um, I'd love yeah. if you guys wanted to play it or own or something like that. It'd be great for us to kind of us to come yeah, together and play. Great. Um, but uh, right now, she is in the depths of playing Mass Effect 3. And it's an experience that I don't want to pull her out of because she's actually played them all back-to-back, which is something I've always wanted to do. Nice. So I'm very jealous that yeah. she's to do that. That's the way to do it. Um, yeah, and she's, no, no, and like, she's not going to listen to this podcast. I told her to ignore the podcast for a little while, um, uh, just in case we do drop a massive spoiler. She's no idea how it ends, which I'm like, mm, <laughs> see that <see> a <laughs> heartbreak in real time. Um, but yeah, Divinity, fantastic club experience if you're, you're into those type of games. Cool. Awesome. Do you
2: know, is it cross-play by any chance? Or is that too much to hope?
1: Oh, I think it is with certain things. I think with PC and I think PC and Xbox because of Game Pass, it mm. might be. Um, I'll take a look for you afterwards. I, awesome. I, I own it. I own it on uh, PlayStation, uh, Switch. Uh, I have it on my Steam Deck, and uh, so I can play it anyway. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, I, I think it is. I think it is. And actually, the first one which I've never played is is also um, co-op. Um, awesome, be really, really good.
0: Well, I got one more, lads, real quick, and then we could wrap up. Would that work?
1: Sounds good. Sounds lovely.
0: I want to go right back to what I think might be my first ever co-op experience when I was just a little, little lad. Talking about Streets of Rage mm-hmm. on the Sega Mega Drive slash Sega Genesis, if you want. Not on this podcast, it ain't. No, sir. So I just think it's, um, I don't have much to say about it. I just have fond memories of it, and I just think I love that genre. What would you call it? The side-scrolling up Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that that work? Just the kind of... seafood,
2: like The seafood?
0: Sure. <laughs> be, uh, yeah, that's what we will be the next few years now. Just that you know, kind of, of sort of shit stereotype of, you know, men, you know, men, like when they do hobbies together, like fishing, it's good. You don't have to look at each other. And you can just talk. And you can that kind of thing. That genre kind of is like that when you're playing with someone. You're just looking at the screen but it's very passive like the best types like streets of rage are mechanically very simple like there's one or two moves and you're mostly just beating up 90s punks on the street with your friend not looking at each other but it's you're it's possible to kind of zone out because it's so not repetitive it's so kind of you get into a rhythm with it now at some point you won't be you'll be on high alert because you're fighting a, a big heavy guy who breathes fire at you and it doesn't make sense and you, you got to get your shit together but I just love that genre. I like. I love the way it's kind of survived. The indie scene brought it back. Do you remember games like um, Castle Crashers mm. oh, and yeah. the Scott Pilgrim game? And it's very much around now as well. Uh, there was a new Streets of Rage a few years ago. And I, I talked last week, there was like a dozen games I didn't play last year that I wanted to play. And it's like, Chief Among Them, honestly, is the new Turtles game that came out. Yeah, it looks really good. It, I just love that genre. But I just love the simplicity of it because... You know, to, to talk about the warm fuzziness of co-op games, I used to play with my dad. Oh shit when I was oh, just cool. very, very small. like when i when I'm talking if I'm ever telling anecdotes about Sega Mega Drive games, I am tiny. couldn't be smaller
1: <laughs> as, as, as in age or height like what, what do you mean I'm not what, talking what? about age. But, I, age I
0: <laughs> but um, it's just like really good memories because he like it like I said, they're simple enough that anyone can kind of pick up and play them, but he doesn't necessarily mean you'd be good at them. and you can pick up items in that like pipes and stuff like that and I always have these memories like he would whack me in the back of the head with a pipe and then just right because you know you could just just friendly fire whatever word you want to use and then because I know all the moves I would strike back with like a pseudo kind of Hadoken from Street Fighter I just like beat the crap out of him my mom would be laughing she it's haven't even so started funny. playing
1: the game yet like
0: yeah and I remember my mom would be laughing she'd find it so funny I'd like, like he'd hit me once with a pipe in the back of the head i just lay into him with all the moves and I found out years later like, I'm talking years later he used to do it on purpose
2: of course he did <laughs> I, oh yeah. yeah of course because <laughs> I thought
0: right. like, I thought he was just like not good at the game but he was absolutely just
1: you knew what he was doing
0: yeah so I love the simplicity of it and fr- honestly honestly that kind of sums up co-op games for me. It's, it's one of like my favorite like, memories of the genre. But just as a way to finish up as well, it's a very early example of good narrative way to do a co-op game, which is crazy to think. I'm mainly talking about Streets of Rage 1. My personal favorite is 2. Not the time to go into that. But in Streets of Rage 1, it came out in 1990, which is very old. It was already thinking about what, what, if you're having two players play through this whole game together, going on this journey. What's an interesting way to end this? And when you get to the final boss, he is the most, like, Gordon gecko looking man sitting in a in, in an office and he has a Tommy gun. He gives you, both of you, the option to, like, join me instead. And both of you have to, like, say yes or no. Definitely. And if one of you says yes and one of you says no, you fight each other instead of him. And I think that's genuinely a really early good example of narrative through gameplay. Narrative could can only get... Through gameplay. It's really interesting. Like, it's utter betrayal because you can't save in this game. So, you could be playing these games. These games are long, don't get me wrong. Hour maybe to get to the last last balls. Put an hour into it on a school night, and one of you has chosen to betray the other person. It's like, how dare you? How absolutely dare you? And that's real emotion being garnered from the interactive medium of games back in 1990. And uh, we talked about it before in the podcast, but like, I think you never remember his name the guy who makes uh it takes two joseph faris joseph faris he kind of doing the same thing he did the same thing with um away i was
2: just thinking that yeah for sure
0: prison two prisoner bodies, but the end of it you're turned against each other and i don't know i just i would take that kind of design all the way back to sega's streets of rage and it also has an absolutely bopping soundtrack Mm. and i think it's one of the best 16-bit soundtracks to the point where i think thought you could put it on in a gathering and it, it, it's so good that it would be acceptable wow. but no people kind of go what's this why are we listening to whole video that's game amazing. music and i learned that the hard way
2: yeah. the hard way and repeatedly <laughs> No, yeah, well, this no. time it'll work <laughs> worst you know, funeral ever
0: if i'm comfortable around you i don't care what music i'm playing yeah. on but no i was in, i was kind of like oh i guess stage one of streets of rage is not okay i think <laughs> they
1: sound like losers Liam. <laughs>
0: Me? Oh, they, they, <laughs> thank they you. you. Yeah,
2: sorry. Thank not you. Not, you, not yeah,
1: you. Very defensive there, buddy. Yeah,
0: well, I did, I, I, was because it came from him. I thought he turned on me in the same way that he might. I he would. Might have for I the, for yeah, one. You know, I would, yeah. But I think that, that's an okay place to leave it. I think we, we got into the warm fuzzies of co-op games. I also think we went on the other side of it that it could be, you know, putting your faith in another. In a game or not, <laughs> usually. It's a bad thing to do because humanity is inherently broken.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to argue with that. Tune um, in. <laughs> yeah. We um we also mentioned a lot of games as we went through that we have spoken about before, and yep. because I am prepared, I did find my notes this time. So, yes. if anyone listening wants to hear more about co-op games on the Halo hey Listen podcast, we have covered Portal, Portal Two specifically back in episode four, back in the 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 year twenty twenty one BK before Kev. Um nice. Liam spoke about It Takes Two, I believe, in your um your unnumbered but still quite good top seven games of twenty twenty one episode. Sure did. Um in episode thirty seven we spoke about Resident Evil five and six, uh the the co op resis. One of them's decent. One of them's a piece of shit. Listen to the episode and find out which is which. And uh, Liam, I believe you spoke a bit about Zelda Four Swords in your Ranking the Zelda Games episode, which is episode 29.
0: Thanks, Kev. You're you're so prepared. And I'm impressed. Marcy, are you impressed? Not
2: particularly. No.
0: No, <laughs> no. no 50%. I am. That was incredible. Yeah, that was incredible. And on thank that, that note, I'm going to thank you all for listening to another episode of Halo. Hey Listen. And I'll just say goodbye from me. And goodbye from Kevin O'Carroll and goodbye from Jonathan Marcy. See you next time. Thank you. Bye now. Bye.